Today we are joined with Capri Robinson, also known as at Capri.possible on social media. While you may recognize her from her debut on season one of the Netflix series Drink Masters, Capri has been a mover and shaker in the spirits industry for over a decade. A bartender, spirits educator, activist, podcast host, nonprofit founder, and more, Capri does it all. Based in Washington, D.C., Capri has a passion for crafting high-quality cocktails and is committed to creating inclusive opportunities for diverse professionals across the food and beverage industry. Welcome, Capri. We're so excited to have you today. Yay, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we'll just jump right in here. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and when you found your passion for bartending and mixology? Yeah, absolutely. So I started in the industry around 2011. Um, right when I stopped going to college, <laughs> um, it was actually the first job that hired me was the, a hospitality um, job. And once I got into it, I really found um, a love for the people that I worked with, um, a love for the rush and the fun and the fast pacedness of it all. Um, and where I actually found the love for um, making cocktails and drinks and spirits was actually at um, my second restaurant job where I first saw fresh juices and actual craft cocktails being made. And within that, I was like, wow, this seems really cool. Seems challenging. Seems like you're constantly learning. Um, so as soon as I turned 21, I made sure to get behind the bar and started to kind of learn as much as I can. And I still am learning as much as I can. Um, and it is, um, it's a fun world. It's just a, a reason why my passion is constantly there, constantly growing is because there's no stopping in this industry, right? Like you literally can constantly learn about spirits, new techniques, um, new trends, way to be hospitable. Um, and so you're always growing. And I really love that. Yes, it definitely is just such a fast moving industry. It is so cool to get to see how much it's changing and where the trends are going in the industry. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, so before I had mentioned, you did debut on the first season of Drink Masters. Can you just tell us a little bit about that experience and how it helped you grow as a professional? Absolutely. So um, Drink Masters was really cool. Um, still to this day, I'm like, wow, I can't believe it was even on Netflix. Um, but it was um you know, the process to get on, I, I actually just got an email and um, I didn't know what it was actually for, but I went for it. Um, and, you know, we did um, little virtual interviews and virtual challenges first before I was accepted onto the show. Um, I definitely grew because it kept you on your toes. Um, you had to constantly create. I had never really created um back to back like that so fast you know like almost every day creating something new something um vibrant um it definitely showed me that i you know have a niche for um simple but delicious and elevated cocktails um i really love to make things that you know are relatable but also like kind of mind blowing in the way that balancing and flavors um and I met some new people that are in my life now for real. And, you know, it's just been, it's been an awesome ride since then. And after that, it's just been a great experience altogether. That is amazing. Um, I know like on the show, you really tried to stay true to drinks that, you know, represented who you are and, you know, the values that you um, are trying to uplift. Did you have a favorite cocktail that you made during the competition? Um, I want to say it was probably between, um, 
the highball I made with the um, Korean melon or the um, last cocktail I made on the show, which was the um, coffee one with um, a little bit of the chili and the green chartreuse, which was really tasty too. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. Can you talk about like your experience after the show, especially as like a creator on social media? Yeah, so it's been amazing um you know having opportunities first off I have so many boxes in my house I literally <laughs> people are sending me so many things which is great and also I like every time I look over I'm like I need to open these boxes <laughs> I don't know it's in the mall um so that's been great I love gifts I love building my bar I love that so that's been awesome um it's been quite overwhelming but really nice to have um, the amount of people that come to the bar to say hello, that are like surprised that I'm actually working <laughs> at a bar. Um, you know, it's been beautiful to see, um, how all of the competitors have kind of grown in their own cities and their own markets. Um, we all have our own fans, which is really, really great. Um, and it's been just great to see, um, the growth in interest in cocktails and, you know, people wanting to talk more about what that means and what cocktails mean in the house, at the bars and different types of settings. Um, I've been, you know, definitely seen a huge growth on my Instagram following. Um, I've been trying to like build my TikTok. <laughs> I, I, I don't post enough on there, but I've been trying <laughs> to try to do that a little bit more. Um, and it's definitely given me opportunities to be able to, you know, travel a bit more, kind of showcase my skills in different um, states around um, and even countries, actually. Um, so that's been really, really awesome. Yeah, that's really amazing. Um, and I know you have a nonprofit, um, Chocolate City's Best. Can you just tell us a little bit more about that and the work that you all do to create a more inclusive industry for people of color? Yeah, absolutely. So Chocolacy's Best started um, with me in 2017. I always am like confusing on my dates. 2017 or 2018. <laughs> it's there somewhere. Um, but um, I'm pretty sure it was 2017 when I first started to kind of get the idea together. Um, and it was really um, about finding more people that look like me in general and black and brown, black and brown people in general to be in the spaces that I was finding myself in. I was in going to conferences. I was going, you know, to these different like, um, whiskey camps and, uh, distillery tours and brand things. And I just didn't see, um, people that look like me and, you know, it was like, okay, so what do I do? Like, how do I get them here? What do I say? You know, how do I put something together? How do I create that bridge? And so I created Chocolate City's Best, um, starting off as a cocktail competition first. Um, and, um, reason why I did that is because I found my door openings to the industry and, and beyond through cocktail competition and winning a, um, a cocktail competition um, called DC Cocktail Queen. From there, like my, literally my career really skyrocketed from that moment. Um, and so I was like, competition's gotta be it. Like, I know I love them. I got to create it. Um, and so my co-founder, Michael Holiday helped me out in our first one. And then after our first one, the first one was completely different than what it is now. And we just sat down and kind of were just like, okay, like how do we create something that gives more elevation, more education, um, and connects more people to the opportunities and the network that they need. Um, and so what, we, what Chocolate's Best is now is definitely 
um, opportunities to connect with um, brand networking, mentor networking. Um, we are working on more and more opportunities to build scholarship funds for um, WSET and other educational um, avenues in the industry. And, you know, we're just constantly trying to think of the best way to engage in community that allows us to kind of stay close knit and also allows us to continue to grow and help each other grow um, over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, have, how have you seen like the spirits industry grow and change over the past few years, especially, you know, being in the spirits industry for over a decade and trying to include uh, create a more inclusive and diverse space in the industry yeah. like just how have you seen it change and grow over the past few years so you know it's been it's been all over the place <laughs> I think you know the biggest change is definitely between um before um 2020 during 2020 and now here we are here right before 2020 I think the industry was definitely trying to think about inclusivity, but not as much. Um, so you saw, you know, a lot of us fighting for the same spaces, the same roles, um, you know, and not that we were like fighting each other, but just trying to, you know, all get those, those small opportunities that we had. Um, and everything was so fast paced and we were kind of running ourselves into the ground and, you know, just a lot of things happening. 2020 rolls around. A lot of people have time to sit at home, reflect, actually look at people, see people, um, see the issues going on. And so you start to see a lot of people, you know, kind of opening their hearts and also opening their wallets and also opening, um, you know, doors in their um, businesses and their um, establishments um, to create more room for inclusivity. And, you know, it seemed like a very huge uptake in, in, putting, you know, um, black and brown people, queer um, women in places of power. And then you had, you know, more, you know, uh, publications and different things online trying to showcase them also. And just all these things opening up, all these um, ways to support, you know, there are people raising money, there are people creating um, nonprofits, giving to nonprofits, different things like that. So it, it showed a place where we as an industry came together to kind of help each other through sitting in the house, you know, something that we weren't really doing. Um, and it was very beautiful. And I, I, that, for me, that was one of my favorite parts of the industry so far as being in it is the way we came together that year. Um, even with the different losses and things going around, we really tried to keep each other as strong as possible. Um, and after 2020, um, it is still, still there, but I think we, everyone is trying to get back to that money that we were making, trying to get back to that fast pace, to what it was before that we are starting to lose sight of what it meant to educate and uplift. And, you know, um, that's very important, I believe in our industry, because it's the best way for us to be as hospitable as we can, when we know as much as we can. And when we feel hospitable or hosp hospitality to ourselves, we can give it back out. Um, so I think that is something that I feel has changed when I think about, when I think about trends per se, I think a lot of us definitely been shrink <laughs> before and the beginning of 2020, I think coming out of that, we have definitely started to think more about what it means to intentionally drink and how it affects our body. Um, you're seeing a lot more, um, 
low to no ABV cocktails going out, no to low ABV events, focuses, co conversation. I think that is really awesome about what's happening in the industry for sure. Um, thinking about, you know, what it means to have longevity in this career is also what's happening, which is awesome. And um, that goes for not only the way that we're drinking, but the way that we're eating, the way that we're interacting with each other. So that's really, really awesome too. Yeah, that's completely amazing. And, you know, having you are proof that the spirits industry is for literally everyone, like everyone has a place, everyone can be welcomed and accepted and learn about, you know, all of the intricacies of the industry. Absolutely. And you had mentioned, you know, the trend of no to low alcohol um, spirits. Um, what is like, you know, your personal take on that? And do you think you will start exper experimenting with non-alcoholic spirits? Um, so I definitely think, um, you know, we have a long way to go when it comes to creating <laughs> non-alcoholic spirits per se, but I think that, you know, it is definitely the ball's already rolling. Um, I love that category. Um, one of my favorite cocktails is an Adonis, which is a low ABV cocktail with just sherry and vermouth and a little bit of orange bitters. And, you know, it's easy drinking. It doesn't weigh on you heavy the next day. It doesn't weigh on you heavy that night. Um, and it's tasty. And I think it's a way to... You know, I always think to myself, like, what is it that I like about drinking? And it's that I like to drink things that aren't water when I want to drink alcohol, if that makes any sense. But I also don't want to drink heavy alcohol all the time because of the way it makes my body feel, makes my stomach feel or my head feel. So even if I keep up with my hydration, I am noticing the older I get, the more that I don't want to, you know, be in that space. Um, so it, to me, is great. I think what is awesome is that we are continuing, we're getting into a space to be a bit more creative with what it means to drink low or no alcohol. Um, you know, it's not just your pineapple juices. It's not just your cranberry juices. It's actual co um, cocktails, like I say, coming together for this. And um, I definitely haven't had the best experience uh, so far <laughs> with trying to create um, no alcohol Um um, beverages, but, um, I'm definitely have people around me who have been awesome in creating and showing me what it means to intentionally create something with no or low alcohol. Um, I have a best friend, um, Erica Christian, who is constantly creating amazing and tasty, um, libations with no alcohol. Um, and you know, from her side, it's very intentional. It's something that really means something to put good things into her body. So she really goes through the thought process of what that means. Um, and it's very inspiring to see. Um, and I think, you know, in this industry, in that category specifically, we really need to start thinking about what it means to just make something different, not a substitute, but something, the category completely different so that it, you know, it has its own world to grow instead of trying to find things to substitute for alcohol, which is just going to keep it in a box. Yeah. And, um, you know, we talked about, you know, the trend of growing the no to low alcohol space. Um, are there any other mixology trends on social media that you've been really seeing stand out or how do you feel about more mixologists entering into the social space? Um, I think they should definitely do it. There is a, a, a way to like definitely make money um, and definitely, you know, create community on social media through making drinks. I think everybody loves seeing beautiful drinks online. I know I do. Um, and I think people should definitely go into it. But 
thinking about other trends um a lot of coffee cocktails been going out you know different ways to expand beyond the espresso martini so i've been really enjoying watching that happen and actually learning a lot about coffee <laughs> online from that for sure um what else Um, a lot of people thinking about spritzes, you know, beyond the Aperol spritz. I've been seeing, um, even JLo just came out with the, like a line, <laughs> um, uh, which is, I think her first few bottles are spritzes. So you can like just pour them over ice with some fruit, which I think is really awesome. Spritzes are so delicious, um, all year round. Um, and so also kind of still in the like low ABV space too, but you can get so creative there with those. So I think those are the type of trends I've been seeing. That's awesome. I definitely love a good spritz. I know, right? <laughs> Do you have any advice, um, whether that be professionally or for social media for up and coming mixologist? Um, definitely have fun constantly. Make sure that you're doing stuff that you love. Um, if you are uh interested interested in something constantly ask questions you know at, you can never ask too many questions you literally can just keep going you can keep diving you can keep deep diving um education is your friend always um none of us know everything and you know be yourself there's no wrong or right way to make drinks um there's no wrong or right right way to like what you like and you know as as snooty as we want to see or be sometimes about, you know, cocktails, it really isn't a snooty place. It's a place for us to have fun. Um, so have fun. And are there any brands or partnerships that you are either looking forward to or hope to create in 2023? Um, so yes. So we are partnering again with Westport Whiskey with Chocolate City's Best uh, from Bar Comfort Brooklyn. Um, last year, we were able to work their booth um, in the um tasting area and it was so much fun we made different um westward westward whiskey old fashions this year they're opening up to a full bar where it can be not just old fashions but a whole other different kind of cocktails with westward whiskey and we are doing a, like a um online um bracket vote to get the top two bartenders to come work the booth so really excited about that because i think it's gonna um just be able to engage with our network again. You know, I, it's constantly surprising to see the amount of people from around the country who have interest in what Chocolate City's Best is doing. So always happy about that. Um, and outside of that, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to travel the world. <laughs> so keep up with me on my Instagram. I, if I post, I gotta, I gotta be better at posting, but yes, just still keep up with me. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you've already created an amazing career um, in the spirits industry, but, you know, just looking forward, what do you envision for the future of your career? Oh, definitely. So um, I'm definitely looking to put out um, my own personal LLC, which I haven't done yet, um, which will be a way for me to really deep dive into um, education and tipful events um, and, um, consulting, which I haven't dove into yet. I think that, um, you know, I'm ready to kind of unleash, I guess, my, um, style of bartending in the form of training, um, so that I can start to inspire another generation of, um, people who want to bartend in this world. So that's what's coming out hopefully in the next, uh, well, actually by the end of this year. Um, 
I'm also looking forward to um, kind of, we're kind of recreating Chocolate City's best competition right now, um, which will be restarting back up next year. Um, and we are looking to make that the biggest cocktail competition for black and brown folks in the industry. So super excited about that coming up. And then also, um, you know, eventually, hopefully in the next two to three years, I'll be starting to create my own bar program in my bar. So that's, that's what I really want to get done. And yeah. somewhere in there, some books. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing. And we are excited to, you know, just see where your career takes you and continue Thank to follow you. your journey. Um, just before we wrap up today, we have just a quick speed round of questions. We're just going to go through them. Just say the first answer that pops into your head and then we'll just wrap up and then that'll be that. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Um, what is your go-to cocktail? A gin Ricky. On the rocks or neat? On the rocks. Uh... On the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and garnish or no garnish? Garnish. And then do you have a favorite spirit or brand of all time? Ooh, not brand of all time, but I'm a gin girl for sure. Awesome. And and just your top three qualities whenever you're looking for a spirit for your own cocktails. Um, I want something that is versatile, um, something that's not too smoky. <laughs> and um uh, I like herbal. I like something herbal and kind of earthy. Awesome. And are there any brands you haven't tried yet that you are maybe looking forward to trying? Oh, I mean, there's so many. Um, I definitely need to get into the Pisco space. I feel like there's a lot of Piscos that I haven't had before. Um, and I, I want to get to more agave um, style spirits, not just um, mezcal or tequila, but a little bit beyond that. Oh, that is amazing. And I just wanted to, you know, thank you again for taking the time to sit down with us and talk today. It has been a wonderful time talking to you. Yes. And um, definitely keep up with Capri at Capri.possible on her social media pages. And Capri, thank you so much again. Thank you. I hope to speak to you all soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>